All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift Podcast. I am so excited for who we've got coming on the show today. We've got Corinne O'Flynn. Corinne is a certified transformational life coach, USA Today bestselling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur who, with over 20 years experience, being self-employed. She's also a wife, a mom of four, a podcaster, a nonprofit executive, avid reader, board gamer, which I love. I've got tons of board games that are in the back here. So I love that theater nerd and sometimes a knitter, scone baker, just all the things. I love it. Um, Corinne is passionate about educating and coaching entrepreneurs on all things productivity, business systems, SOPs, time management, energy work, spirituality, and more. She's all about simplifying everything you need to run an aligned business that gives you energy, lights you up, and helps you get it all done without overwhelm. And who better to talk about overwhelm with someone who seems like they've got a lot of stuff going on. I can't wait to hear how you manage all of that. So let's go ahead, cue that intro, and then we'll bring her on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Corinne, welcome to the stream. How's it going? Great. Good to see you, Elena. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I am so excited to chat with you today. Sounds like we've got some common interests and you've got a lot of stuff going on. So I want to start the the podcast off with a question I ask every guest that comes on. And it's, it's, what do you think that there's a difference between being a solopreneur and a business owner? And if so, what do you think that difference is? Ooh, okay. Yes, there's a difference, of course. I think, I know what you think the difference is. I think the difference is, it's a mindset difference. I think it's yeah. really about how you approach your business. Yeah. Um, it isn't necessarily about the size of your team, um, yeah. for me anyway, but I think that it's about, it's it's about really why you're doing what you're doing and and kind of the impact that you're hoping to make and i think that it's it's the way that you position yourself yes so how would a solopreneur position themselves and then a business owner position themselves so i think that a solopreneur well the solopreneurs that i work with and the one that i used to be that i am you know i in some of my businesses i'm a solopreneur and some of them i have team yeah. um it's it's kind of like, you know, if you know you're the person who's wearing all the hats, then you have to think about your business completely differently. If you right. are a, a CEO, if you are, you know, the owner of your the entrepreneur who has the team, you're the visionary, you're driving the bus and all the people yeah. that you work with that you hire are doing all the day to day. But the solopreneur is doing the day to day and wearing the visionary. And so it's it's kind of, you have to balance that um, in in your head. Like there's, there's a yeah. whole mindset shift about being able to drop into the space of, you know, where do I see my business going? And this is beyond like the business plan. This is like the big, the big pie in the sky picture. Like why, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Like yeah. not, not only am I working for myself, but why is this the business I chose? And I think that those are really important questions. And I think that as a as a solopreneur, 
have to actually mindfully make space to have those conversations with yourself. Yeah. And as a as an entrepreneur or as a, a business owner, you you have more space. It's kind of your job to actually have that on your plate. Right. So how would you define yourself in your business? It sounds like you say you are different roles in different areas. So with your current mm-hmm. business, what kind of role would you say you occupy? Maybe it's a business owner, maybe it's solopreneur, maybe it's something different. I would love to know how you view yourself as you operate your business. Um, well, my current business, I guess we're talking about my coaching business. That's, that's a new enterprise for me. And the way that my philosophy is with business, like I have several businesses that I'm running right now, but, um, yeah, my philosophy with startups, with solopreneurship is I don't start bringing on team until I have done all the things myself. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know, you're working your way up from the mailroom kind of a thing, but it is, you have to understand the ins and outs, I believe of your business before yeah. you hand it off. Because what if the person you hand it off to disappears or is sick or something like life happens to them and you jump in number one, but number two, you can't hand off things that you don't understand how they work fully because then mm. you don't know how much that you should pay for those things. You don't know how much they're worth to you to offload. So I am a huge, um, and I don't, I understand how my business works because I've done yeah. this so many times, but I, it's part of my, um, it's, it's a belief system. I believe that I need to get this to grow its legs before I'm allowed to step out. Um, mm. Even though I understand all the pieces that are coming because I've done this business before. In my author business, I've, I've got three pen names. I've got over 50 titles published. I have an assistant. I have a team. And all of my team is freelance because I'm an independent nice. author. I don't need to have staff because it's when I have a book coming out, I hire the, I get, I have several cover designers depending on the genre that I'm writing. Um, so I tap into my fantasy group or my urban fantasy or, you know, the romance or whatever it is that I'm releasing. So managing those things is completely different from the way I run my coaching business, for example, because the coaching business is, is we're building the machine, right? I'm, I'm starting. Right. So, you know, there's just a, it's just a different, it's just a different stage of business, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I like that, that wording as far as it's a different stage in business, because that's how I view it too, as, as, you know, you grow and transition based off of the goals that you have for your business and the direction that you want to go. So why did you decide to start your business? And it sounds like you've done a lot of different businesses. So can you just walk me through what that journey has been for you as you've grown and developed and been a part of this amazing yet challenging world of business? (laughs) So I think it just, it starts all the way back with my very first corporate gigs. And I am just, I just don't do well with authority. I, Mm. I am really efficient. I'm the kind of person that, that comes into a situation and see instantly like, guys, we could be much more efficient at this. Like we could, and, and I'm, I'm that jerk, right? So I don't, I don't like being that person. So you know what, I need to kind of do my own thing. And then um, through, a, through a series of, you know, life happenstances, um, married kids, and I decided that, we decided that I was going to stay home. And I can't do nothing, but I can't do one thing. How, how's that? And so I right. uh, have been, I've been, there's been so many iterations of Corinne in business. I've done event planning. I've done conferences. I've done photography. I've done uh 
you know, uh, personal assistant stuff. I've done uh, small business back office admin, like uh, as a freelance, like day by day for small people who couldn't afford to have somebody full time. Um, but the, it, the way this came about, I've been writing for mm, 10 years, I guess. And that was my full time gig for the longest time. And then the lockdown happened. And during lockdown, um, I realized I was in like this severe, hairy burnout. Like we were doing a lot of, um, we being my writer groups and, um, one of my pen names, uh, because we independently publish, we can, we're much more agile. We can move much quicker than traditional publishing and right. the, the whole indie author thing where it's not just Amazon, but it's, Amazon is the big player, of course. Right. We were we were rapid releasing and we were writing mm -hmm. shorter books and I was releasing a book a month for wow, 18 months. Wow, a book a month? Yeah. For 18 no, months? Yes. No, there were novellas, but you know, they weren't like 60,000 word books. They were shorter, but they weren't well, like, still, you know, like to write I think any book book. is yeah, that's that's a big deal. And but, you know, and it, it was one of these things. So before this, this all came to happen right before the pandemic happened, um, or it came to a crashing halt for me before the pandemic happened. But there was this whole thing where we were goosing the algorithms and we had, we had learned how it was working. And if you kept releasing every 30 days, the system would kind of push you forward, push you forward, push you forward. And then mm. you start making money and you start getting like readership and you start getting followers and, and in the Amazon infrastructure ecosystem I should say and so right. that was really really juicy because the money is fantastic and yeah. but at what cost right but you don't pay attention to the cost because you're on the bus with all the people and everyone's like yes woohoo you know it's at this party of fantasticness and rabid rabid ravenous fans in our in our writer groups they're like oh my god what's coming out next and so we started doing group releases like we're all releasing our own books but it's hey we're all going on spring break this month oh it's st patty's day let's go to ireland and so all the books had a theme and so it was this big push with collaborative efforts with lots of authors and it was fabulous and fabulous and fabulous until it wasn't and it was for me like everyone people are still doing this yeah i hit the wall so hard i was like oh my god like not only am i not the kind of person who can really only focus on doing one thing over and over and over i can't do it yeah um, i know now but um it really hit me that I was burning the candle at not only but like all the ends and the plate, the candle was on, was on fire. I had nothing left. And I, it was a burnout. It was like a complete severe burnout. And then I started doing uh, research into burnout and what this is and how to recover and everything else. And so over the course of the lockdown, I started crawling out of it and yeah, talking to other people and talking to a lot of the people in my, my professional groups, which are, I, so I also run a nonprofit. So I have a nonprofit mm. circle and I have an author circle and I have um, a productivity and organizing group of people um, and lots of other things. But I started sharing with everybody like, oh my gosh, like this is what I'm dealing with and holy cow. And they're like, oh my God, I'm really like, that sounds a lot like what I'm dealing with, you know, but they yeah. didn't hit a wall like I did, but we all know when we have stress in our lives. Right. Right. So that's how what became what I'm doing now with the coaching became official because for the longest time, I was always the person who if somebody said, oh, my gosh, I'm struggling with something, something, you know, Karim, can you help me? Because I'm the one who's very organized, like I'm super duper organized. Yeah. And 
a lot of my peers know that. And so when people would struggle with something, I'd be like, oh, well, let me help you with that. And the yeah. the response was always like, oh my gosh, thank you. It, you have this knack for simplifying whatever. And I approached myself that way. So I, yeah. when I was coming out of my burnout, my thing was I need to get back to basics. And so right. that was the beginnings of what is now what I'm doing. And I, it's called the calm entrepreneur. That's the name of my podcast. That's the name of my, my of stuff that I'm launching right now. Um, because if you don't have your foundations in your business in, in order and manageable in a way that you don't even have to think about it. Like, you know, that yeah. for example, we just had tax time, right? Yeah. If you know that you count and all of your stuff is in order, you're not going to panic when it comes to tax time. You're not going to freak out. You're just going to be like, okay, I'm going to put that on my schedule. And I'm going to take care of it when I get to it. Right. But if it's, if, if hearing the words file your taxes causes you to be like in panic, you know, then you need to you need to figure out. So I started working with um, some of my entrepreneur friends to kind of see like, so would this be something that would worry you? I have module of, you know, managing a digital clutter. Can I walk you through that? And several of my friends were like, where's the rest of this class? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I think that there's a, a really big unmet need where, we talk about being business and we decide that we're going to go into business for ourselves. And it doesn't matter what you do, services, products, Etsy shop, you know, author, you know, content marketing, whatever it is that you're doing. There's, there's all the things that you want to do. There's the message and the thing that you want to give to the world. And then there's all the practical admin stuff that has to happen. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. And so, and if you don't manage this, then you can't show up fully because you're a wreck. And so that's where I'm at. So I am kind of like the, the mixture between the hands-on practical, practical, but also like tend to your nervous system, like figure out a way to get like truly calm. I think that we should, should joyful. Like there's a reason you chose to do the things that you're doing. There's a, there's a reason you're choosing to be an entrepreneur, but there's also a reason you to be business you should love what you do we should all love what we do and so yeah i want to get people back to that like my, my core mission is to bring joy back into business for entrepreneurs and i believe that the path to that is making sure that you're built on a solid foundation and then you know you can go from there Right. I love what you're bringing up. So all of that was really good. So I would love to kind of break down when you recognize that you are experiencing burnout, right? So you're releasing a lot of books, a book a month. How, what were those next steps that you took to handle that burnout? Like, did you just like quit everything and was like, nope, I'm just going to go on a private island and just like, let's reset. Or like, how did you know that it was something that you needed to make a permanent shift, like to move away from writing books and like change your life. How do you know it was that type of thing? And and what were some of those first steps that you took to really handle that? So unfortunately I did not have the, um, the luxury of just going to a private Island, you know, like we do. That'd be nice. That's, and that's, that's kind of the issue, right? The issue is, you know, when the things hit the fan, you still have a business. Like you still have to do right. things. So how do we, one, kind of do the best that we can to prevent the fan explosions, 
but also like be ready and resilient for the things like that's that's where it comes from right so it's I feel like for me when I realized I was burnout it was kind of it hits me and um tiredness I get really really tired like I could come to my desk after having a full night of sleep sit down on my headphones let a candle get the things going and then I'm like Oh, like I can't, I just can't. And I, and I want to, I don't really want to, and I don't know why. And I can't, and it's not blockage on like in writing land. It's not writer's block. It's not, it's, it's procrastination, but it's not like, there's two different kinds of of procrastination for me. One is fear-based. It's like perfectionism and all those things and stress and what happens if I have to put my money where my mouth is. And the other one is a need for percolation, right? So, and it feels different. Like one hits here mm-hmm. and one in the belly, right? And you think about when I'm not able to get my stuff done, where's it coming from? And this was in neither of those places. This was like, you have nothing left to give. And that took some deep introspection and journaling. And like, it was this other thing that was telling me like you like the alarms are going off and you're just so crazed that you can't hear it and so what it looked like was exhaustion what it happened was a lot of sleep and I cleared the decks of everything that was not necessarily required and I've got I've got four kids so like and three blue healer dogs so there's no like laying around doing nothing all day right right but there was a lot of but there's there's a lot of ways to rest in a day and still get stuff done. And so that's what right. I did. What is the bare minimum that I have to get done? And that was the beginning of, okay, first, first next steps, baby, baby steps. What is the simplest thing? I need to get one thing done today. What can I do today that will help me teed up for tomorrow? Because, right. you know, I'm not the person who struggles with this. I'm the person who coaches other people with this. And how can I be yeah. this? Like, how did this happen? And so I think, yeah, it's a lot of humility and a lot of really deep introspection to kind of be honest with myself about this isn't working. I don't care how much money I'm making. Like if I'm making this much money and I'm going to die of a heart attack, like, yeah. you know, like, what's the point? That's not why I'm doing this. So I right. think, you know, we get swept up in, in, in success when it happens, we get lost in the doing of our business and we forget why we're doing the things that we're doing. And I think that that was, that was the first thing. Why am I doing this? Why have I chosen these things? And what is that going to look like going forward and going forward at that point in time, it had nothing to do with coaching. It had nothing to do with becoming a calm entrepreneur that came yeah. really organically because the call from all the people that I was talking to, I was then forcing myself, which is not my natural state to ask for help. Hey, right. I need, you know, are you available to talk? I just want to talk about, this. And what do you think about this? And I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Like, I still have to write this book. I can't even think about the plot. Can you walk through the plot with me? Asking for help started these conversations where I was sharing like my, what I was experiencing. Like I'm trying to like rebuild and start over and do this thing because I have to run my business while I'm recovering. And so Right. that's how all these other conversations started with, Oh God, like, I think I might be in burnout too, or I'm not in burnout, but I really could use some help organizing this. Do you have yeah. any ideas? And like, I have all the ideas. Like I, yes, I can help. And so, and I have, I have a training background. Like I have a, 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 a teach the teacher kind of a training. Background. Yeah. So I'm able to 
distill ideas and concepts and lessons and create workflows and that are efficient and effective and customized. Like, cause I feel like the cookie cutter approach never works for all of us. Right. And so right. I'm of the mind that here's the buffet of options and, you know, let's tailor a response that works for you. So that's, that's, I think right. I answered your question. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that was very helpful. <laughs> yeah, no, you gave a lot of really good tactical things to to do to start to move towards um, move towards handling that burnout without just dropping everything. Because oftentimes it it's really hard to just drop everything for people um, and to go, okay, like I still have a, a life that I need to live, like kids to look after, you know, these things, to, I made these commitments. And so I, I feel that there are people who don't then address their burnout because they're like, well, I, I just need to wait until a time where I could just take everything off. And it's like, right. don't wait until that time. Exactly. And recovery. Yeah. Because, you know, we, I would love to jet off to an Island and do nothing, but like, but maybe not really because I actually enjoy the work that I do. Like I've chosen this. And so how, how do you rest while also being active and nurture and care, like prioritize self care while also doing the things of your business that need doing. And, and, and what does maintenance mode look like in your business when the stuff hits the fan? Like what if, you know, your business has some kind of catastrophic something you're losing your mind. What does is, what is the low boil look like? Like, we need to know these things about our business because, you know, at a, when you're at a point in time where you're launching or you're doing, uh, you're producing, that's different from when you're launched and you're and you're promoting. Like, so there's these cycles in the things that we do in our businesses, and then there's also this admin that runs along at all times. And so, what does what does maintenance mode look like in launch time? does maintenance mode look like in promotion time what does maintenance mode look like in production so i think that we have to know our business fully in order to be able to even do that like what can i cut to kind of heal because i can't stop right well you can stop i'm not going to say we can't stop we choose not to stop because we want our businesses to keep going how do how do we do the both at the same time without continuing on that treadmill mm. Yes, this is such a good topic. So you handle all things organization and staying calm within all of the stuff to do. So what are mm -hmm. your, what are the first action tip, uh, steps that somebody can take when they are looking to do a whole bunch of things? They've got so much stuff on that backlog of things that they have to do, right? They're like trying to remember all the things that they have to do. Where do they get started when they feel so overwhelmed that they feel like they can't start anything and you know that's a great question because that that is where a lot of people get when they reach out to yeah. for me or to anybody like when they're like oh my god it's because they're so caught up in the stress of it now they can't even see it right yeah so i think my advice to those to people who are in that position is the same advice that i did for myself it's clear the decks like and and for me that was literally clear off my desk like clean my office and put everything over there yeah and sit down and make um like a it looks like a mind map or a yeah. diagram and i'm in the middle like this is this is the Karen circle and yeah. then over here i have my family and over here i have my author land and over here i have my nonprofit and over here, all the different things that I'm responsible yeah. for and that I've chosen. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
I then would take a moment and do a little why statement about each of those things mm. and decide, is this something that I'm keeping? Of course, your family, you know, all that. But like your business, is the business working the way that it looks now or it does something you just hear? And I think that as you do that practice, that exercise wakes up some stuff and it starts to yeah. make you really ask like, why did I use this business? Why did I choose to do it this way? Do I still want to do it this way? So ask those kinds of, be curious, be curious yeah. about the things that you think you know about yourself. And ask yourself those questions. And then from that practice and your calendar, you will yeah. know what's next. And then you sit right. down and you make a list of, okay, so I am getting on a podcast to be interviewed tomorrow. What is the first thing that I need to do to prepare? Yeah. So maybe I need to make sure that I have, you know, an offer available. Maybe I need to make sure that, you know, my background looks good, that my computer is working, that my Wi-Fi is connected and working properly. Right. I hope that mine still is. Um, it's, a, it's a little choppy, but we're, I can still hear you fine. Okay, good. Um, so I think the, 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 the big picture the, and actually draw it out, like on a whiteboard, on a piece of paper, on a computer mind map, like bake that little floor of you and the fan of your life and then pick the next the next things that have to have your attention and then literally make like one of those like step one, step two, step three, step four and put everything on that list. Every little like it's kind of like that exercise in school where they tell you, you know, to to draft the instructions for making a bread and jelly sandwich and I'm going to follow them, but you forgot to right. tell me to open the peanut butter jar. Like do every little step and then cross them off and give yourself a check mark. Like I did that little step and because momentum builds. Right. And I think that we, we feel hopeless, we feel lost. And it's kind of like that you get into that place of like, there's just no way out. And yeah. And it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like when you're in like a grief state. And I, my nonprofit is about bereavement and, and loss. And so I talk about this a lot. It's unfortunate that we can't see that we're just in the box. Like it's unfortunate we can't see that you know the good things are on the other side. But we knew good things were over there. We wouldn't do the work. So you have to kind of get back down to brass tacks and understand that there's the door will open. But you, you have to do the little things to get to the door. Like you're not even at the door right now. So what's the next right step? Make it easy. Make it small. And, you know, identify where the things that are like the ticking time bombs that actually, actually have to happen. And yeah. kind of let it go as you can. And, you know, you'll find that you build momentum. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay. And then you'll instantaneously one day realize, I'm letting this piece go and I'm going to change the way that this thing looks. And I'm going to show up this way because I now have a new mission statement. I now have a belief system. Right. And in the course of all of those things, find like two or three self-care practices. And that can be anything. That can be listening to sound bowls. That can be getting up in the morning and dancing. That can be journaling. Like I meditate and I dance and I do, um, uh, I pull tarot cards and I, I do a lot of, thinking <laughs> I love that oh man this has been such such a pleasure I have absolutely enjoyed having you here so where can people find you if they want to connect with you if they want to hear more if they're feeling overwhelmed and they need guidance where can they go to uh really get help and uh, connect with you 
So everything is available at corinneof.com and it's two N's in both of my names, no double R's. And from there you can get everything else. So pretty simple. Oh, amazing. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? No, I, you know what? I really think that if everybody, yes, I do have something I want to share. <laughs> Prior, prioritize, heal your nervous system, guys. Google it. Find ways to calm your body and then everything else will fall into place. I think that, that we, we focus there, then everything outside starts to calibrate. So yeah, focus on, focus in. Oh, I love that. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Guys, I will drop where you can find her in the show notes um, and let's go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.